Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, it's Friday, September 10, and this is our last podcast for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Dwight Beal, and I have had such fun doing this with my mother. So thanks, Mom, for joining me. You're welcome. My pleasure. Do you have any encouragement for others who, if they get spontaneously asked in the lobby to do this, what would you say to them? Don't say no right away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I told Pam, you have to at least let me drive home so I can, before I answer you, to to think about it and pray about it. And then I read the scriptures, too. I thought that would be important for me to do. So I guess that's my answer. So don't say no right away. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean you can't say no forever, but uh, but think about it and, yeah. pray, and pray about it. Yeah. And chances are you'll probably end up uh, enjoying the experience. Very good. We want to say thank you to all of you listeners for joining us this week. And if you have any comments or questions or stories about how this podcast impacted you, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. And if this podcast was an encouragement to you, we would encourage you to subscribe to it on your favorite listening platform, be it Spotify, Apple, Google, and consider leaving a review and share it with your friends and family as well. So, Mom... Open us up in prayer. Our loving God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, today our reading is in the book of Mark and just a little background on Mark. So Mark or his full name, John Mark, he was a close co-worker with Paul and a close partner with Peter. And scholars tell us that John Mark collected all the eyewitness memories and accounts from Peter. And then he put all of his eyewitness accounts into this book. So the book of Mark is really the gospel according to Peter. Did you know that? Isn't that interesting? I think that's really cool. It my is. Ma- my mom was nodding her yeah, head. Yes, yes you, it is. You Interesting. Uh, so the passage today is out of Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 38. Okay, the title, the first title is Peter's Confession of Christ. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. So then the next subtitle is Jesus predicts his death. He then began to teach them, notice Jesus is the teacher, that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. 
can't imagine rebuking Jesus. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels." So, Mom, have you ever felt at any point in your life of following Jesus that you were called to lose your life? Jesus says anyone who loses his life will find it. Have you ever felt like God was leading you or challenging you to lose your life? Not physically, Mm -hmm. but I already mentioned going to other countries, that was a form of losing my life. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was leaving everything I loved behind Mm -hmm. me. And what was ahead of me? Little did I know. After we were in South Korea for five years and came home, Phil, Dwight's dad, said, it was 25 years too short. (laughs) Now, we could never have known that before we went. Mm -hmm. No way could we have imagined uh, what the experience was going to be like. It was like losing my life. Mm -hmm. But what I got was an experience that was 25 years too short. Mm -hmm. I've never been asked to go out and save a child with a car coming down the street or some things that people have done where they really would have lost their physical life. Right. But I think that's just the kind of thing that Jesus is speaking to right here. Not necessarily that you would lose your physical life, but for those who want to keep their life and just kind of do whatever they want to do with their life, well, then then you, you can't really keep it. You sort of lose it mm-hmm. at that point. But if you let it go... And let God do with your life what God wants to do with your life, then mysteriously and supernaturally, we find that life really happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's the upside down world. Right. It's the, the upside down kingdom that we live in. So, what, what jumped out to you in this passage, Mom, when you read it through yesterday? Well, I picked up on Follow Me. Many of you are acquainted with The Chosen. You saw part of it, a segment of it last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus calls his disciples, it's like a a magnet when he looks at them and he says, follow me. I I can't even describe it. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to see it. When Mm -hmm. he calls Matthew, (laughs) follow me. And Matthew goes, who he would be the last person you would think that would follow him, right? And he lost his life. And he lost his life. And then he he also uh, asked Nicodemus to follow him, and Nicodemus doesn't. 
and it just breaks your heart, and it breaks his heart. And we know what he missed. He could guess what he missed. He really wanted to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that follow me is a, a, just an all-encompassing expression. And I remember once at the gathering at, at Hope College, the service they have on Sunday night, I don't know the, the situation. There was something happening in the world, and the pastor that was speaking at the end of his sermon said, it was like he was Jesus, and he said, follow me. He had already really made eye contact with everybody in that building, I think. And he walked off the stage. <laughs> and some, some students followed him. Not a lot, but, but there were some that went with him. And I, I thought about this when I thought about that, which is several years ago now. wonder what that was like for those students who followed so students physically got up? Yes. And followed him out the door? Yeah, he went out the back. He went out the door next to the stage. And where was he going? You did not know. You just <laughs> followed him. <laughs> okay. I know having worked there for 12 years that the uh the women's bathroom is is right there. <laughs> so, uh very interesting. Uh, they they probably knew somewhat because of because I don't remember the the uh content of the message, whatever was going on, they were going to follow him to do something specific. I mm-hmm. think they, they knew. I just don't recall it now. Mm-hmm. So when you were reading this passage and Peter rebuked Jesus, ah. and you said, I can't imagine rebuking Jesus. He just told him he was the Christ, and then he's going to ball him out? I, I really love this passage because... Peter's the one who just got an A on the test. <laughs> you know, Jesus is saying, you know, who do people say I am? And people are, ah, John the Baptist, Elijah, whatever. Well, what about you? And Peter raises his hand, ooh, ooh, you're the Christ. <laughs> and he says, yes, Peter, and flesh and blood did not re- reveal that to you. My Father in heaven showed that to you. Way to go. And then one minute later, Jesus says he's going to die, he's going to go to the cross. And Peter says, no. No, I will not let that happen as if he had a better plan for Jesus's life. Right. Right? Right. And then it's not lost on me either that Jesus rebukes Peter in front of the whole class. Right, in front of his peers. And doesn't just say, no, Peter, you're mistaken. He says, get behind me, Satan. That's, cr- that's almost cruel. Well, why, but why do you think he said that? Because he wanted them to believe it. Could, who, could it be that Satan was himself through, was speaking through, through Peter, Peter. Yeah, at that moment? Yeah. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. And as I read through this, that that's the, the sentence that was so convicting to me. How often when we think about our lives and the choices that we make, do we not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is constantly encouraging us, set your minds on things above. Set your hearts on things above. You know, don't don't get too distracted with the things of this earth because uh, they can really hinder you from from following. If I had been there, I would have done the same thing Peter uh, did. Absolutely. I, I, I loved Jesus. I wouldn't have 
listen to him telling him he's going to get killed. Right. Yeah. And to think that that's as bad as having Satan inside of me, it's, that's not easy to absorb. But it's such a stark picture that some of the things that Jesus, certainly the things that he had to go through, but even some of the things he, he has to teach us, we can't absorb very well. Mm-hmm. We and, need, yeah, go ahead. And it says he spoke plainly. So we're we're supposed to get that. It wasn't like he spoke in a in a metaphor. Right. Or a, it wasn't cryptic. No, it wasn't. It was very clear what he had to say. So Peter understood it. Well, he heard it. We could say that he didn't, he didn't understand, understand it. it. No. But that's part of what we love about Peter too. Is he, he's so unfiltered. You know, so unfiltered that he would rebuke the Son of God. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing the Son of God loved him. He did. And I keep thinking, I, I suppose I probably will always visualize Peter as the Simon Peter in The Chosen now, because I really like that character. Mm-hmm. Well, Mom, thanks for joining me this whole week. It's been a delight. For me, too. I'm, I feel privileged to have been invited and included and, partic- and been a participant. Mm-hmm. Well, in a closing blessing, I'll just say to our listeners, may you and I and all of us be like Peter, who boldly proclaim that Jesus is the Christ in a world that desperately needs to know him. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.